You're now listening to the Tax Smart REI Podcast. Your source for all things real estate, accounting, and tax. Here we reveal our secrets that can save you thousands in taxes, streamline your accounting process, and help grow your business. Stay tuned to hear insightful interviews with industry experts, successful real estate investors, and current clients on what strategies they use to grow their business and how they steer clear of Uncle Sam. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of the TaxSmart REI Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined with Christina Muller, Senior Accounting and QuickBooks Pro Advisor here at Hall CPA. She works with our clients to build and maintain accounting systems, as well as oversees a team of bookkeepers here at the firm. Today, we discuss why it's absolutely critical that real estate investors have a bookkeeping system in the first place, what bookkeeping solutions are available to real estate investors, common mistakes, how we can help you get a bookkeeping system in place, and much more. So, Christina, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. Would you be able to give our listeners a little bit of information about yourself and what you do uh, for our clients here at the firm? Hey, Tom. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I am a QuickBooks Pro Advisor here with the firm. I specialize in helping our clients set up accounting systems that actually work for them and work for their investments. And I also oversee our bookkeeping team. Awesome. So, you know, in real estate, there's different functions of a real estate business. You know, there's acquisitions, there's property management, there's legal, you know, and then we have, you know, bookkeeping, accounting and, and tax and all that fun stuff. So, and bookkeeping often gets overlooked. Why is bookkeeping such an important role in a real estate business or really any business in general? Yeah. So bookkeeping is incredibly important for all businesses, real estate, especially And really, the biggest thing that I think it's important for is allowing our investors to actually understand what's going on in their business from a financial perspective. It's going to allow them to actually make financially smart decisions, right? You can't go out and acquire properties if you don't know what your cash flow is. In line with that, you can't make plans if you don't know how to project what your taxable income might be. So being able to make these financial decisions and understand your financial performance of your business is one of the most important things of needing bookkeeping. In line with that is also going to be tax filing, right? What people dread when it comes to doing their bookkeeping. So getting ahead of your bookkeeping throughout the year, what we advise is going to alleviate some of that pain when it comes to tax filing. And then the last thing is keeping the IRS happy with an audit trail, right? So having the bookkeeping likely means it's a little bit more organized for you. And in case of an audit, hopefully that never happens. But in case of one, you have all your records in one place and it will make the audit hopefully much easier for you. Yeah, absolutely. And you know that last point is really interesting because recently, just a few weeks ago, there was a new bill passed, the Inflation Reduction Act, and the IRS is going to be hiring 87,000 new agents, and there's going to be 1.2 million new audits expected. So it's never been more important to have that audit trail available. And you know, bookkeeping is one of those things where you know, if you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, it could be really tedious, and it's something that you don't necessarily want to do because it doesn't necessarily grow your business per se. But it's something that's absolutely essential to your business for every reason. Like Christina just recalled, you know, one of the biggest challenges I've had on the tax planning side with a lot of our clients is the inability. They'd come and say, okay, should I have a cost segregation performed on my property? And sometimes the answer to that question is, I don't know if for sure 100% because they don't have you know, the books and records in place so we can look at their P&L and say, okay, well, it looks like you're going to have some rental income this year. So maybe we should go ahead and do a cost segregation study. 
And for anybody who's listening to this, I'm not referring to real estate professionals or short-term rental loophole uh, users. It almost always makes sense to do cost seg in that situation. I'm talking about if you're a rental investor and you're saying, okay, do I need to spend the money on a cost segregation study to cover my cash flow or cover my, my income from tax? Well, we don't know that unless you have good books in place. So tax planning, it's important for tax planning too. But like Christina said, with tax filing, one of our biggest pain points is like Christina mentioned is investors don't have good books and records together. So what ends up happening is during the tax filing process, uh, we need to go back in and either recreate them or organize them or adjust them, fix them, make all these fixes to it and just slows down the tax preparation process for everybody involved. So if you have this ready to go come tax time, you're putting yourself in a much better position. So a uh, ton of great reasons to have a bookkeeping system in place. Now we're going to shift gears a little bit. Now that we know that bookkeeping is important, you know, what kind of systems exist you know, for real estate investors to get this part of their business handled? Yeah. So there are a ton of systems you could use potentially. Whether they're good or actually going to be beneficial is kind of up in the air on some of these. But record keeping, right? That's the main goal of this. That's basically what bookkeeping is. So you could keep your records in a shoebox, all of your receipts in one place, super unorganized, probably not going to be super helpful for tax planning, tax filing, audits, but that is a form of record keeping. You could go a step further, just a notch up, right? And track via spreadsheet. And we have seen some very successful spreadsheets, right? But it's a lot harder to safeguard spreadsheets, in my opinion. And so it's still kind of a toss up on the spreadsheets. Then we have something that could be a little bit more robust, right? An actual accounting system or an accounting software. I really like cloud-based softwares. So we have the one that's probably most well-known, QuickBooks. Um, there's also Stessa, which we see a lot of our smaller landlords use. Zero's uh, a good option as well. And then you could get something even more robust than that. But I really think those are probably the best cloud-based ones. And then we also have the other side of things where people just track inside of their property management systems. So those three are typically what we're seeing for bookkeeping systems. Right, right. Good question. And I know we we use QuickBooks online you know, here at our firm, and that's what we recommend to most of our clients to use for a bookkeeping system. Is there anything special about QuickBooks online that makes it such a you know a, a good system for record keeping and bookkeeping for real estate investors? Yeah. So we like QuickBooks because all types of real estate investors can use it. I think it is very diverse for what you need to do. There's also different levels to QuickBooks online that you can use. So if you only have one property or you're a realtor, uh, you could probably get away with using the most inexpensive subscription there. Then you could go up a notch. QuickBooks also allows you to use a feature called class tracking on some of its higher subscriptions. And that's what we really like QuickBooks for. So class tracking we use to track our expenses on a property level. And that becomes really important when it comes to tax time and maximizing your deductions there. So that's why we really like QuickBooks, the online version of it, cloud-based. So our clients, they have access to it. Our team has access to it. And we find that the reporting is very streamlined there once it's set up correctly. So that's really why we gravitate towards QuickBooks. But there's so many other features in there too that are kind of rolled into what you already pay for with QuickBooks. There's already a receipt management system in there. You could use invoicing, payroll. So I really do think the capabilities of QuickBooks have grown a lot in the last few years, making it, in my opinion, one of the supreme 
platforms for bookkeeping. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, those are all great reasons to go with QuickBooks. I know I love me some QuickBooks as well. So yeah, another way, and I know you mentioned the property management software, there are a lot of investors out there who uh, use property management software for accounting and bookkeeping purposes for their rental properties. But as we've learned here in our experience at helping hundreds of clients with tax preparation, accounting, all different types of things, that the property management software's accounting functions are not quite complete and it leaves a lot to be desired. What well, I guess, why, why is it not enough? Why is property management software often not adequate? Yeah. So what we generally see here is property management systems are really meant just for property level, right? And that is great when you're trying to analyze, let's say your rental income minus your expenses, property to property. Super awesome there. Where we start to see some faults is basically when you're trying to make decisions on your company as a whole. We do think that these property management systems lack the full picture of everything, right? So we can't really see what your operating costs are. And then also on the flip side, and one thing we feel like investors kind of miss sometimes is the importance of their balance sheet. And these property management systems can't really produce balance sheets the way us accountants like to see them. Now, I know it's a little bit of a harder concept if you don't have the background for accounting, but these balance sheets We want to see tax assessed values for your properties. We want to see how many loans you're holding and the actual principal value. And then if you have multiple investors or multiple partners, we want to be able to track your equity as well. And that's where those property management systems, they just don't do it. Absolutely. And I also know that if if you're filing via partnerships, if you're filing a partnership tax return or an S corporation, you should not hold rental properties in S corporation, but that's outside of the scope of this episode. But if you do, what ends up happening is on these tax returns, there's actually a balance sheet component of these tax returns that is usually required for you to fill out. Or if it's not required in all cases, it's it's prudent of you to, to have it complete anyway. And what ends up happening is when we don't have those balance sheets, again, you know, we have to during tax season, when you want your tax return filed, people have to go and recreate these. So if you're just using property management software, like Christina said, you're not going to have the balance sheet that could be an issue. So that's one of the downsides of property management softwares. I know there are a few of them out there that are getting better at that and looking to implement certain things to become more fully functioned. But right now, a lot of these softwares just don't have that capability and it could be necessary for you in some cases. So, you know, covered a lot so far here. And I know you've worked with probably hundreds of landlords and, and real estate investors at this point. What are the mistakes you see investors make when it comes to bookkeeping? Yeah, that's a great question. We do see quite a few mistakes here. And one of them, I briefly touched on the acquisitions, right? Capturing those on the balance sheet, that's going to be important. But the way we're seeing acquisitions and sales captured likely is inaccurate, right? So we see investors come in here and on their books, they just capture the actual cash leaving their account as their acquisition costs. And then the sale, the cash hitting their account from the sale, they're capturing that as their income. When we know there's so much more to that, especially if we need to analyze a HUD and all of that. So the capturing of the acquisitions and the sales, that's one of the biggest ones that we see done incorrectly. The other thing we see is when it comes to capitalizing expenses, versus then the expenses that we can deduct. Um, A lot of the time, we are not seeing our clients actually go through and understand what needs to go where when it comes to financials. So 
Our expenses that we can deduct, we now go on the profit and loss. Any expenses that are going to be capitalized, we now go on the balance sheet. And we often see a disconnect there on just how to capture them inside of the books. And then the last piece that we see is really our clients missing the fact that they really need to track on a property level in order to enhance their reporting. And then at the end of the day, maximize their tax deductions for tax filings. So using the class tracking method inside of QuickBooks, or if you're using spreadsheets, it's really important not to lump together all of the expenses of your properties. We want to see things tracked on a property level. Yeah. And that does you know a ton of things for you being able to track it at the property level. First thing is for the tax perspective on Schedule E, right? So Schedule E is where your, your properties are reported or Form 8825 for partnerships and S-corporations. And they're broken down on a property by property basis. And that's how the IRS likes to see your properties reported on your tax return. So if you have it all lumped together, it's the wrong way to do it. That's first and foremost. But secondly, what could happen, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but it could happen, is that you could start either breaking it all up and just just dividing it all out on your tax return inaccurately. And that could trip up some IRS like, you know, triggers on the tax return if, you know, certain numbers on that return are out of whack because they're not accurate, right? So not saying it's gonna happen, but it could happen at the same time. You know, if you're looking, you know, to Christina's point earlier on this podcast, if you're looking to understand the financial performance and actually use that to make better decisions, having that on a property by property basis allows you to do that. Example I always like to give, because I think this is an issue that I ran into when I was underwriting a property way back in the day, was there was a one property that had like utility costs through the roof. It's like, okay, so why are these utility costs through the roof on this one specific property? So in other words, if you were to benchmark it and say, and this is just an example, I'm pulling a number out of a hat. If utility costs are 10% on a majority or say 10 to 12% on a majority of your properties, and then one property, it's 25%. Well, you might have a leak in the pipes or there might be something else wrong that you could dive into. And having your bookkeeping on a property by property basis helps you identify that. That would have been impossible to identify if it was just all lumped into one little bucket. So great advice there. Now that we kind of went through all this stuff, I I hope people listening understand the importance of bookkeeping at this point, because I know it's I know it's tedious. But how can investors, you know, if they want to get their bookkeeping in order, what are the different ways they can go about doing it? There's definitely a few ways you can do this, right? And Bookkeeping is tedious, but there are so many tools out there to make it easy for you to do. The first one is basically doing the books yourself, DIY, right? And with DIY, there are pros and cons. I think the biggest con is needing to understand that base level of accounting at some point, right? So you need to really educate yourself the time it will take to kind of understand expenses, versus capital improvements and just the little things that we touched on on this podcast, that's going to be one of the cons. One of the pros is that it's incredibly cost efficient, right? So if you're doing it yourself, you don't have to outsource to anyone, you don't have to pay anyone, and you will likely have a bigger sense of control on how your books are actually getting done. Now, the biggest piece of that is making sure they're getting done correctly, but DIY is definitely a really good option. And I really like when our smaller clients, like our smaller landlords, realtors just starting DIY the books themselves, because then they have an actual understanding of how their financials should look. And it's easier for them to kind of analyze things on a month-to-month basis. So DIY is a really great option, especially if you are just starting out in your investing journey. 
The second one is in-house. So bringing someone in-house to work with you on your bookkeeping. Uh, This is a really great option as you start to scale your operations. And we typically see this on our larger end of the clients, really wanting someone in-house as they approach 100, 200, 300 units, or if they're flipping properties very frequently and they want someone in-house. So they just have a bookkeeper that they can go to um, every day and say, hey, I just made this purchase. Um, Here's the documents for it. Can you handle it for me in the bookkeeping? And that is one of the biggest pros with in-house bookkeeping. Uh, You have someone who's there basically right next to you, ideally, that can capture things and fully understand your operations. And you have a little bit more oversight to what they're doing. And if you want to see things a certain way, they're in-house, you've already hired them. So they they work for you. One of the cons to that though, is that it is someone else on your staff that you have to manage and you're likely reviewing and overseeing the financials, right? So you definitely need to have a strong understanding of that accounting, bookkeeping, what you want your financials to actually look like. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from Relay. If you invest in real estate and manage properties, then you need banking that's truly built for your business. With all the bank accounts you have to manage for your properties, account minimums, overdraft fees, and issues connecting to accounting software like QBO or Landlord Studio, things can get extremely complex. This is why I recommend Relay. Relay is an online banking and money management platform that is perfect for real estate businesses. First, there are no accounting fees, no overdraft fees, no minimum balances, which means you get to keep more money in your pocket. And Relay goes beyond just the basics of banking to help you understand precisely what you're earning, spending, and saving. You can get up to 20 checking accounts to organize and allocate income for things like day-to-day expenses, investments, or taxes. And if you have multiple properties set up with multiple business entities, Relay lets you open unlimited accounts and access everything from one single login. Best of all, Relay makes bookkeeping speedy by giving you extra detailed transaction data and directly syncing back to accounting softwares like QuickBooks Online and Xero. It only takes 10 minutes to apply for a free Relay account, and you can do that online by going to www.relayfi.com slash the real estate CPA. Again, that's www.relayfi.com slash the real estate CPA. Go ahead and check that out. But right now we're going to get right back into today's episode. Yeah, actually, before we go any further here, um, with the in-house, like you said, if you hire somebody in-house, you have to find them. You have to actually hire them. You might have to train them if they don't have experience. And if they do have an extensive amount of experience, it usually means it's going to cost you more money. But also the oversight and all of that, could you kind of just break down what a typical like accounting department would look like from starting with like what you would need in-house to have really have a full-fledged you know, accounting team in-house? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, so what we see is typically we start with our bookkeeping staff, right? Um, so we have one who is someone who's just coming in there. Maybe it's a team depending on the size of your actual operations, but we have bookkeeping staff who are going in there. They're capturing transactions for you. They're likely organizing your receipts for you, potentially handling payroll. That's what we see on that base level, right? And then on top of that, we want someone who is going to have some oversight in the account. And so that is typically where we see higher level, maybe an accounting director or a manager, or potentially as your operations grow, maybe a CFO in there, helping you make these higher level decisions reviewing the financials, 
reviewing the actual accounts, making sure all the safeguards are put in place, and also helping you as the investor understand your operations. So that's typically what we see when our clients move their operations to in-house. Makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. That kind of brings me to the next point. I know there's a third way people can get help. And uh, what would that be? And I guess, you know, what are the pros and cons? Yeah. So the third way is basically outsourcing it. And a lot of CPI firms offer this service where they take over your operations for you from the bookkeeping standpoint. And some even go as far as helping you from a CFO level as well. So the biggest pro to this is it's as probably hands-off as you can get. What you do and, and what we have experience doing is you pass over the books and you provide the any supporting documents, receipts, things like that to your outsourced bookkeeping team. And they'll capture it all for you. They'll do the oversight. They'll basically review all of the reports, make sure things are accurate, and then they'll send you financials at the end of the time frame that you work with them, either on a monthly or quarterly basis. That's typically what we see. The biggest pro there is that it's very hands-off for you. One of the cons though, is if you like that level of control, you are likely giving that up because you are entering someone else's system, right? So a lot of CPI firms have chart of accounts that they like to use and strict systems on delivery dates and, and things like that. So one of the biggest cons is that you will not have that sense of control that you will have with an in-house bookkeeping team. Right, right. But I guess, you know, the benefit, another benefit of, you know, kind of doing the outsourcing stuff too, is like Christina mentioned, to have a full-fledged like accounting department, you'd have to hire a lot of different people and that gets expensive. So, you know, most investors, unless you're, you have hundreds of units or you're, you know, you're seriously scaling a, a an enterprise, aren't going to be able to afford to have all those people on staff in-house. But when you outsource it, uh, you can usually tap into those resources as well, because essentially what you're doing is as a CPA firm, the CPA firm is going to have people you know, on staff to handle these various issues like CFOs and controllers and what have you. And you're basically able to fractionalize it. So what I mean is like, rather than having to pay a full-time controller or CFO on your team in your rental enterprise, you're able to kind of tap into these various resources through an outsourced firm, which, which I know is a value add for a lot of investors out there. So you know, outsourcing, outsourcing another great option. Any other points to add there before we go on? Yeah, I will say the only other thing that we see with our investors um, and why I really encourage you if you are deciding to go with any type of bookkeeper, right? So whether they're in-house or you're outsourcing, it's under it's making sure that they understand real estate and how the books are going to differ from just regular operations, regular business compared to real estate. The real estate niche does have some special rules when it comes to accounting that you really want to make sure that whoever you're bringing on to your team understands that. Right, right. And we know that we've we've learned, we, we've tried to do all different types of automation stuff in the past. And what we found is, is that it's not as easy to automate as other real estate. It's not as easy to automate as other businesses because there's so many kind of unique little transactions, little accounting things that need to happen with real estate. So it, it's all the more important that you find somebody who actually understands this stuff. And remember, if you're going to do it yourself or you're bringing somebody in-house, you're going to need to understand how all these interactions work. And, it's, and if you bring somebody in-house, you have to train them. You know, you're going to have to know that stuff or you're going to have to hire somebody who does. And it might be hard to find somebody with that skill set to bring someone in-house at, at, at a rate that your business you know, can ultimately support. 
So that kind of brings me into another interesting question. You know, I know that here at, at our firm, Hall CPA, we help a lot of investors with bookkeeping. There's a few different ways we do it. Uh, would you mind kind of breaking it down, um, how we help investors? Yeah, absolutely. So this is something I'm incredibly passionate about. I've made it my full-time role to help our investors get their accounting systems up and running. And the way we like to bring on investors and help them is basically onboarding them and ensuring that they have the right accounting system set up. We like to use QuickBooks Online. And that's the only platform we use at the firm. That's how much we love it. So we would get our clients on QuickBooks Online, or if they already have a QuickBooks Online system, we make sure that they are up and running and up to industry standards. So whether that's setting them up or cleaning up their QuickBooks Online file, that's the first part of our work together with these investors. After we do that, we typically maintain the books for our clients as well on an ongoing basis. And what that looks like is going in, capturing transactions for them on a weekly basis. And then once a month, we send them the financials that they need, which is a balance sheet, a profit and loss per property. And then we also like to give them a general ledger, which is basically a list of all of their transactions that happen throughout the period. It makes a lot of sense. And if, if say, say I'm a real estate investor and I have a bunch of properties and I'm like, I'm ready to outsource this, what is it going to cost me to get started on you know, setting up the account? And then if I wanted you, know, you to handle it on a monthly basis, what does that look like for me in terms of cost? What, what can I expect? Yeah. So to set up a QuickBooks file, pricing starts around $3,000 to go in and set up bookkeeping for the QBO setup. And then ongoing bookkeeping starts at $650 a month. All right. All right. So that's that's good to know. It's good to know. And I know that for, you know, I know there's another way we help people too. And I know you're running a bootcamp, QuickBooks Online Bootcamp in September, September 5th of 2022. What is that bootcamp meant to do? Like, What is the bootcamp? How does it help investors? Can you break that down? Yeah, yeah. So the boot camp is best for the people who want to take this DIY route, right? So the boot camp is going to teach you how to set up your QuickBooks online system and get it up and running for your rental operations. So this boot camp is specifically for our landlords. What it is is about 10 videos where we break down step-by-step exactly how to get everything in your books, how to have the right chart of accounts for industry standards, how to connect those bank accounts, capture all of the transactions accurately, teaching you the capital expenses or the capital improvements versus the expenses. We're going through absolutely everything you need to know to maintain your books on a monthly basis to be successful and basically pass things over to your tax preparer come tax time. So that bootcamp, is three weeks long. We do three live Q&As and we also have a live forum where you can ask questions based off of the videos that you're seeing. Right, right. And I know we've had a tremendous amount of success with the bootcamp. I think we've had over 500 students at this point go through it. Many of them have are off to the races running their own accounting systems. And some of them have even graduated up to the point where they want us to take it over. So it's super exciting. And that's September 5th, if I'm not mistaken, right? We're launching that bootcamp. Absolutely. Yeah. That's when our next bootcamp launches. And I believe that's going to be the last one for this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's important, you know, it's actually not a bad time to get your bookkeeping in order as you kind of go through Q3, the third quarter of the year, because you have most of the year, I say most of the year, two thirds of the year, whatever it is, uh, 
two-fourths, whatever the year behind you. So you have a lot of transactions to book and then you can get everything up and running and ready to go so that you can finish out the year as clean as possible. And ultimately you have the books ready to go so you could hand to your tax repair come tax time and avoid any unnecessary delays in your returns because you know your tax repair has to go and clean everything up or compile everything from scratch and just delays the process. So uh, the bootcamp um, we are running, like Christina said, September 5th. 2022 might be the last one for the year. The cost is normally $797, pretty affordable. But if you're listening to this podcast, uh, if you register before September 5th, okay, if you register before September 5th and use the code podcast, it's capital podcast, capital letters, you'll get 50% off. So that means you'll get it for only $397. And additionally, if you also use the code podcast, we're going to go ahead and send you a free gift. We're going to send you the tax and legal summit recording. So just another little goodie in there if you do want to go the DIY route. And if you're also thinking to yourself, hey, I don't want to do the DIY route, that's fine. You can go ahead and uh, you could go ahead and request an initial consultation by going to therealestatecpa.com slash become a client. And uh, you can fill out a brief form there and we can go ahead and uh, have that conversation see if it makes sense for you to, to outsource your books over to us. So Christina, I want to thank you again so much for coming on the show today. Before we go, is there any Anything specific or any other things that we didn't touch on here today that you want to you want to mention? I think we just about covered it all. The last point I want to really emphasize as we approach year end, and I know we're still a few months out, but it really is getting ahead of your bookkeeping before tax time. So if you're listening to this podcast now, definitely start thinking about it and uh, come up with a game plan so you are not on crunch time when you're trying to get things ready for your tax preparer. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we're in August, but I know that we start year end tax planning with our clients in, you know, as we enter Q3, Q4. And, you know, kind of like I mentioned earlier, if you have your bookkeeping in order and ready to go, it definitely makes year end tax planning much easier. It's not, I don't want to say that you can't do year end tax planning without it, but it becomes a lot more accurate, a lot more pinpointed, a lot more valuable at the end of the day, if you have your bookkeeping in order. So it's something that you you don't want to drag your feet on. I know it's tedious. I know it's kind of time consuming, but at the end of the day, serious investors, serious business owners, people who take this stuff seriously know that a bookkeeping system is absolutely necessary for their business, especially if you're looking to scale. So you know, having said all that, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up for today. Links will be in the show notes for anybody who does want to check those things out. And thanks again for coming on the show, Christina. Awesome. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. We are always taking on new clients and with the new tax laws in play, you really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes and with your accounting and CFO needs. To become a client, navigate to our client page at therealestatecpa.com and fill out a web form with as much detail about your situation as possible. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.